Iowa everywhere. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Chris Williams. Chris. Chris Hassel. Two guys named Chris. Presented by Fairway Meat and Grocery. From the Channel Seed Studios, this is Iowa Everywhere. Channel Seed. Seedsmanship at work. Good morning, June 1st, and welcome to Two Guys Named Chris here on Iowa Everywhere. A lot of news coming this morning already, and we'll get to all of that. Uh, Chris Hassel, Chris Williams here with you, Matt Van Winkle producing the program. Intern Aiden Wyatt hanging out along the way as well. Want to thank our title sponsor, Fairway Meat and Grocery. Of course, we are in the Channel Seed Studios as we are ready to go game one of the nba finals tonight and you can join us we'll be at um everybody in this group except hassle we'll uh, be hanging out at wellman's in west des moines with man, you're all gonna be Cirque. out there yeah and you can get a flight why don't you get a Damn, direct i'm jealous yeah direct direct from here to des moines uh doesn't exist i need you not where i live i so am the a place thing about bet. i need you about tip. iowans williams yeah. Yeah, is that they always go to the western part of Florida. You can get direct flights to any of those places. Yeah. On that Gulf Coast side. They direct all the Iowans and the Midwesterners to the other side of the state, and they bring all the Northeasterners down to my side of the state. Oh, really? Yeah. So you get all the jerks. I get all the uh, we got all the people that were trying to ex- escape the uh, COVID restrictions in New York City and Boston, and there were a lot of them. Uh, no coal. The pool is not done yet, but there's about eight people right now in the pool putting plaster in, which is one of the last steps. Plastering so the pool. So it's going to be a skate park now, and then yeah, it'll be yeah. a pool. <laughs> Jesus. So <clears throat> California chiming in here on a. Thursday. <laughs> we were really thinking that this was the last step and then it would be just a couple days till we got in the pool. Well, my wife just found out today that once they put the chemicals in, you have to wait two to four weeks, preferably four, before you get in it. They say it's not safe. That's absurd. It is. And that's is that because of the plaster? Is that because of the plaster needs to set or something? Uh, they said people it was out here they... just fill up their above ground pools and jump right in it. Oh, they're idiots. <laughs> they said it's because the chemicals, the chemicals that they have to put in it and the chemicals need to settle and all that stuff. And, and they fill it up with your own hose. Did you Ooh, know what that? What else would they fill it up with? Absolutely. I, I, I thought that they would bring one of those... Uh, trucks that have like a big uh, a big thing that holds water yeah, in the back yeah. of it. 
Yeah. And they would run like their own deal into it. So it would fill up a lot faster. And and I have a major problem with my hoses. Half the water doesn't even get into the hose. It leaks out of the faucet. Oh, you need to get that fixed. Well, it's too late now, apparently. If it freezes, it'll blow up your pipes. If it freezes, <laughs> yeah, it is that happens never. up here. You're in a shit. T- that happened to me the week before Christmas this year. All of a sudden, I realized in my my backyard there was like a two foot long icicle coming out of it, and I was like, "Oh shit!" And I had a guy come, and he looked, and sure enough, like it was about ready to burst in my basement. I didn't know that I had a leak back there. Well, just so you know, I've I've been living here five years now. I think the lowest the temperature's ever gotten is like in the middle of the night on a January, it might get down to like 41. Okay. What's That's... up with the, uh, I mean, you're going real, uh, usually you wear collared shirts or your puffy vests. Yeah, no, it, it's been a morning. You've got, got the Atlanta, got Pete Atlanta on. Braves. You got Pete got on. Pete. Yeah. We got all sorts of stuff going on. By who? It's pouring a, rain here this morning. Yeah, it's it's brutal out, which is good. Uh, our friends at Channel Seed are going to be happy today because we're getting some much needed rain in the area. Well, who pissed on yeah, you? Elise, she peed on me um, overnight. What? I was sleeping with her last night, and I don't know, like her diaper must have been in the wrong angle, and all of a sudden it's just like, in in like I'm soaking wet, and then we, we had this cat. That my wife brought home last night, this kitten. It's only like three, four weeks old. It was abandoned. So we had to get up and bottle feed it every two hours, and it's just been a, it's oh just been God. a deal. Yeah. Uh, so if if you ever like say that veterinarians are only in it for the money, one they don't make that much money because they owe so much in student loans, and then two. They're, they're constantly doing stuff like this. So I have this literally hassle. Like, this kitten is smaller than my hand. Like, it's, I mean, it's like that thick. And we're, we're bottle feeding it. So you have a been... kitten that's the size of your hand that you're bottle feeding every couple hours at night. You get pissed on in the middle of the night and wasn't by the kitten. No, the daughter. And how old's your daughter? Three? Three. Yeah, you know. She can make it through the night like half the time, but not... Not all the time. I thought so she was were like out of diapers of by by the time she they turned like, two. She's like cuddling with me in the middle of the night, and the diaper got like out of place or something. So like it came out of her and just right all over me. Oh my god! Imagine what that must be like though to just lay in bed. You're sleeping and you'll just piss yourself. We'll find that out again, awesome. probably in another forty years, what that's like. Yeah, I remember Cameron told me told you that she'd wipe your ass. My eight year old told you that that one time. Yeah, because I don't have kids of my own that'll do it for me. Yeah, so Cameron will wipe Uncle Chris's ass. Uh, we do have breaking news out of Iowa City today. Beth, breaking news. Uh, name the interim athlete. What are they doing? Just name her the athletic director, right? I mean, isn't she going to get well, the job? I, I'm isn't sure this has. Saying? I'm sure this has something to do with they have to go through. You know uh, how it is. Yeah, you can't public just university. Name, yeah, you, you gotta hold a fake search and do some fake interviews. She will. It sounds like anyway. This is not my reporting. This is the reporting of uh, people from the Register, the Athletic, twenty four seven Sports. That she is going to be 
the permanent athletic director at Iowa, Beth Getz, who was hired less than a year ago by Iowa, but does have experience at a major Big Ten program. She was at Minnesota, and she was actually named interim athletic director at Minnesota. This was close to a decade ago, Um, but she was still at that time, I think, in her mid-30s, so I don't know that they really considered her for the full-time job. She ended up going to Ball State to get her one first and only um, athletic director position. And I looked, because the, the, the big thing right now is, is she's she going to probably make some coaching hires with all these old-ass coaches in these big spots, all these 60-plus-year-old coaches, Bluter, Fran, Ference. She did make a coaching change to the men's basketball program at Ball State recently. She, they got rid of James Whitford, who had back-to-back losing seasons, hired Michael Jasper Boy Lewis. That's what it says on Wikipedia. Anyway, she played for Indiana, uh, and, and he was the head coach there. First year was last year. And good results so far. Won 20 games, finished fourth in the conference, 11 and 7 in conference play. So that's the big, um, okay, that that's the big hire for her. Let me, let me ask you a couple of questions that I have mm-hmm. about Beth Getz. Um, so if Gary Barta is Michael Scott, was she yeah. more like Dwight Schrute in these meetings about the 25 points per game, or was she like Jim in the background rolling her eyes? That's a good question. I hope it's the latter. <laughs> I hope she's not. Yes. Yes, Gary. Great idea. <laughs> what happened when, I mean, I'm just trying to think back to all the like great, well, not great. They were horrible, actually. Like the Gary Barta stuff with Fran McCaffrey. What are the internal, uh, what, what, are the, what What was the words? you? What Ongoing tension. Ongoing tension. Between... The voice of the Iowa Hawkeyes, Gary Dolphin, and Fran McCaffrey, which no one publicly knew about until Gary Barta <laughs> spewed it out at a press conference. The other question I have is that um, I've seen a bunch of Iowa fans be like, well, she'd be great because she's pro NIL. Like, what does that mean? Because technically the athletic director is not supposed to have anything to do with that anyways. No, we're not stupid. We know that there's... But, like, is this just because uh, Heinrich, uh, the, the the swarm director, called out Barda about not getting cooperation and people believe that she will? What, is, what does pro-NIL mean? Yeah, because, again, and at like, this the school's like, not how, supposed – they're not supposed how, to have anything to do with it. Well, let me ask you. What what does Pollard have to do with, with Bloom's little wee Absolutely will? Absolutely nothing. It's, you know, if, if the athletic department – is going to promote we will we will has to advertise through learfield sports which is the rights owner of iowa state media so like okay that that, that's how it works across the country like the if so let's say like there was a deal this year where um when iowa state played football at kansas and kansas had like across their stadium. Hey, join our collective. And everybody was like, whoa, like this is earth shattering. Well, no, they paid for it. 
So Kansas the collective the, had to pay for that. Yeah, the collective wrote a check. Because and, and, and here's why, and this is very confusing, because even I made this mistake at the beginning. I go, well, like, shouldn't they just give it to them because it's good for everybody? Mm-hmm. You know, you want them. But then there's, there's two things at play here. One, that's kind of like stealing from Learfield Sports, who paid for the rights. Right? Like, they own that signage in the stadium. They pay a healthy sum of money every year to these institutions. So like they still in, in Learfield sports, if you do any research is in a lot of debt right now and it's debt because they bought out IMG college, right? Like and, and it's, it's playing debt, but they, it's not like this company that just could be giving away its highest priced inventory. What about, just to, what about like Pollard's um, social media, for instance? Yeah. So what about posting deal. a link to We Will? Yeah. So it would be the same thing as like, let's say if Kirk Ferentz, let's say Hy-Vee is the exclusive grocery store sponsor and Kirk Ferentz went rogue and was like, no, I don't like Hy-Vee because Fairway has a lot better meat, which we He'd all know right. they do. Yes. But Kirk Ferentz is owned by like his media is owned by Learfield Sports. That's part of what they buy. They, so you so they, can't just you can't just go rogue like that. Do you, does that make sense to you? Yeah, and because uh, a lot so of like, Iowa fans, it, you brought it up. A lot of Iowa fans were really upset when that came out. That yeah. Gary Barta has hasn't even had a conversation with the Swarm, and which I, is weird. That's that's odd that they wouldn't be in communication at all. That's and maybe odd. maybe that had to do with Barta. Either one, knowing that this was it, two, going through some kind of back and forth with Iowa trying to figure out if he was going to be able to stay in that position and does it even matter. Um, but we're so early in this. I just, I don't like to It's jump very to... confusing. Like, it, it is really, really. And then there's also, Chris, the, there are tensions between a lot of these collectives and. The athletic departments. That's where I was going to go with you. Because they're all fighting for money. They are competing. People yeah. don't really understand. I don't think on the surface you would understand that because you would think, well, we're all in, we're all in this together. We're all in it for the same thing. What we want is for our teams to be the best they can possibly be. But the collectives are trying to get money together for the players. The athletic departments need to get money together. For the coaches and facilities, correct. And if you're if you're somebody that's, let's just say you have okay, I'm uh, two thousand dollars a year. I'm going to give to Iowa State athletics. All of a sudden, they have this. We will collective, and boy, we need we need some players. Then maybe you're thinking about giving that money to old Bloomy Pants. In but you and, still want to keep your parking. <laughs> in the right. athletic department, yeah, right. But the and then the athletic department might be saying, you know, might might be out of luck there. So I'm talking about been, like just a donation. I'm not talking about money that you, you know, for your parking and tickets and all that. Maybe somebody has set aside two thousand dollars every year. They're given to Iowa State athletics. Then they decide, well, this We Will's come along. This Iowa Swarm has come along. I'm going to put the money there because I think it's more important to get the players as opposed to pay the coaches or the facilities. And then the athletic department's pissed. They're yeah. losing money. 
it's a it's a tough deal. This is not simple. Like anybody who, you know, will just rip the athletic department on these deals. There's there's a lot that goes into this that is very complicated. The ones that are having the most success are the ones that are all kind of working together. So maybe that's what that means. Where Beth gets is pro nil, and she'll take this. Have you been paying attention to the the SEC meetings? that are happening down in Florida right now? Have you paid any attention at all? Yeah, a lot of uh, information coming out of there about, um, well, they want to control NIL. They want to have all the states be in lockstep so Correct. that they can kind of control that. And then I think the the main thing, the main news that's come out of it is that they might not move to a nine-game schedule, which uh, a lot of other conferences have already done. The the biggest thing for me that's that's come out of this, and we Bloom and I have covered it. We do a lot of this stuff on our Sunday night pod for Cyclone Fanatic, and so like it was a couple months ago, Arkansas's legislature basically passed a law, and I don't get the nuance of the law, but essentially like how these athletic depart, how these universities work. There's like a giant fundraising arm that's the foundation for all of these universities, and they raise all the money. Well. Arkansas made it legal for and and you're talking like billions man like it's it's like oh well grandpa who's a doctor is leaving a hundred million for the um, University of Iowa hospital scholarship program when he dies like that type of stuff okay well Arkansas made it legal for Nil to run through this so basically like, in a, in a state, in a school like Arkansas that is so football desperate to win, they can, liter- they, they can literally throw any type of money at NIL. It does not have to be earmarked for an athletic department, and it, it's really a game changer. Well, then like Florida, so the state you live in, that's illegal. You can't do that. And it's completely uh, un- made it an unlevel playing field, specifically in that conference, and there's a lot of these states – whose priorities are way out of whack, who are trying to echo what Missouri and Arkansas have already done. So it's been really crazy to watch the SEC this Think about the difference between Missouri, Arkansas, and Florida. In Missouri and Arkansas, there's just one big school. Mm -hmm. Especially Arkansas. I mean, it is all hogs. That's what they've got. In Florida... You've got Florida, Florida State. Now you have UCF going to the Big Twelve, Miami. You have all of these and all major the pro programs in different conferences. Spend money plus on. the pro sports. Yeah, though Missouri has those too. I think Arkansas that doesn't. More, they got that's it. Yeah, the Arkansas. Hogs. There's there's no conflict of interest there in Arkansas. It is all about the Hogs. It is all about that university. So they're going to do whatever they can to prop up that university and those programs. Whereas there's a lot of conflicting interests in a state like florida and even to a lesser extent iowa there's two different you know it's iowa and iowa state it's not just one it would would be like if iowa was just the university of iowa if iowa state didn't exist which you could argue really doesn't exist in the mind of a lot of iowa fans until we beat you one of the, the worst season in Campbell history and still beat Iowa. I want to thank our partner of the month. It is June, baby. I need to bring in Van Winks here. 
because Van Winks is all about this. Hinterland, Iowa. Oh yeah, big Love concert. I so I'm I'm fascinated by this because they they have this massive concert festival. It's a three day festival in St. Charles, Iowa, which is like a tiny little town. South like in of the middle. Of, yeah, it's it's crazy. Uh, Sam Summers, who runs this thing, is going to be joining me on a CW pod in the next oh, couple cool. weeks because I want to talk to him about how do you pull this off and like business likes like where where did you start this thing but it's become like this i mean matt matt's really into this stuff oh yeah it's crazy so the first concert of this was actually supposed to be at waterworks park like right behind my apartment when i lived in des moines and there was those massive floods that came through that year i think it was 2015 14 2015 and they kind of scrambled and last minute found this place in saint charles and had a lot of success and he bought a lot of the land around there and they've developed campsites and it's just this whole area now that's de- dedicated to this music festival that brings in some really big artists so it's pretty cool yeah well matt tell us about the card this year real quick oh, you, man. you said you know all of these artists well, you're fired up boney vare's headlining friday it's a that's no a it's big bon big. ivor this is really this is really coincidental because this just came up with me yesterday at work with one of my co-anchors who said something about we were t- Aaron Rodgers was at the Taylor Swift concert we were showing that that picture and she's like well he loves the uh, the Taylor Swift stuff that she released kind of during covid which was really folk and she was doing this stuff with Boniver 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 so the the guy that started it is Justin Vernon he's from actually from Eau Claire Wisconsin so he's kind of a midwestern guy but this is a this is a perfect festival for them they're actually a bucket list band for me but i i'm sad i probably can't go and how do you say it bony ver bony ver yeah, yeah i so thought he it was did bon a, iver as well yeah he did a lot of he's done a lot of stuff with taylor swift he's actually done some like i think did some stuff with kanye back in the day but he's kind of a experimental art alternative alternative rock i would say it's kind of a weird this looks genre like woodstock it's kind it's of a, like it. look how cool that is just yeah. dropped right into a the hills there in I, southern Iowa. It's pretty sweet. I, I've i never been, and this isn't really my type of music, but I feel like I would actually, because I like outlaw country. I mean, that's my type, and you get a lot of those types at Hinterland, right, Matt? Don't you? Yeah, they, like, they get kind of a, a you know, pretty wide mix, but I'd okay. say a lot of the artists that do it kind of do it for the setting. And actually, I actually talked to Sam. He's an Iowa State alum. And he was saying a lot of the people do it. It's kind of the Instagram culture, right? They kind of want this look. It's kind of for their brand. They like the the setting. They're really the smart people. They are. Yeah. I, my yeah. meeting with Sam, like I was blown away by like how smart that these people are putting this thing on. So, anyways, they're our partner of the month. You can uh, get your tickets at hinterlandiowa.com. Uh, again, this year's festival is August fourth through the sixth. We'll tell you more about it coming up here in the month of June on iowa everywhere let's keep rolling um get into some iowa basketball conversation in a minute we did learn yesterday if you guys haven't heard yet kick time 230 on fox for this year's cyhawk game in ames that was announced yesterday along with a bunch of other um kickoff times we do have it up on our iowa everywhere social media pages if you want to go and check those out uh hassle Iowa apparently is, I, and I, I this kind of snuck up on me. You you were the one who pointed it out to me about this Grant Nelson 
a former North Dakota State basketball player. He he had entered the NBA draft to what do they do? They test the process or they they test the waters is what what all these. That's what we say. Men, they test the waters. They're testing the waters. I remember one the year. Water's still, they had too much chemicals in it. Uh, <laughs> I remember Deontay Burton did this one. You remember Deontay? Who ended up, he had a cup of coffee in the NBA. Oh, yeah. He's had a really a great good, dunker. Yeah, professional career. But he had barely even played, and he tested the waters, and all these Iowa State fans are like, what is he doing? He's going crazy because they, they, he's never going to get it. Well, anyways, anybody can test the waters. This kid, I do think, probably would have been a late second-round pick is what it looks like. Grant Nelson, North Dakota State. It's Iowa. It is Alabama, Baylor, and Florida State as finalists to land this kid. God, this would be freaking huge for Fran McCaffrey, but I don't love their chances against those three schools unless yeah. they are going to open up the checkbook via the swarm. What do there you? There we go, back to the swarm, back to back to the collective. <laughs> well, for real, like they, because that's what it's going to take. Yeah, it, it is going to take that. And and those three our, schools pay. They're perenni- those oh, yeah. three schools pay. Not only are they. Major, major programs, but they will pay for college basketball players. Um, and these are programs that have had a ton of success. I mean, Florida State's been in a, a bunch of Sweet 16s, Elite Eights, the last uh, two decades. We know what Baylor's done with the national championship, and Alabama has been a top five program the last couple of years with Nate Oates. Um, I do not expect this to happen because I do not expect Iowa to, to get enough money together for this. This kid is really good. Uh, if you if you look at his highlight tape, I mean, just super athletic, long. He's good. One of the things that would really help Iowa is he plays defense. He's a great shot blocker, averages almost two blocks a game. He's all over the boards. He would be almost exactly what Iowa needs. And I have no faith that Fran McCaffrey is going to be able to get this done. Now, it's great that it sounds like Iowa's still in play here as he's gotten down to his top four or five teams. But mm, I just, I don't see it happening. I mean, from the sounds of it, um, reading what NBA scouts have to say about him, all they need, all they want and need him to do this year is work on his shooting. If he can get his shooting up, he could be a lottery pick. Next well, I mean, if that's the case, listen, I don't know. Fran would State. let him shoot, that's for sure. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, if that's the case, like, I don't know what Florida State's roster was like. I know they were really bad last year. Um, Baylor's pretty loaded. They always are. With He's going to have the ball. He's going to have more chances in Iowa's offense. That and, you know, Bama, Nate Oates is a really good offensive coach run up and down the court like he to me like if, if if what you say is true and I have zero reason to doubt you Bama and Iowa from a pure basketball perspective seem like the best fit for this but we man. know that it's not pure basketball that's not the only yeah. thing he's deciding you know it's it's they're gonna have to get a sizable chunk of money together for this well, good guy. player and when Do you is, know when he's gonna decide no, I don't. Okay. I, he just, a couple days ago, pulled out of the 
NBA draft process. And it's just from reporting right now that, that we think we have a handle on the, the top four or five teams that he's looking at. I don't know that he said he's reportedly, according to 24-7 Sports, he's going to go visit Bama real soon. I just think more of these guys, like, and I, I don't know where this Grant Nelson's head is. I have, I have no idea. I do think that it's smart for some of them to consider basketball just as much as the payment because, you know, bet well, on it yourself. It has to be a little bit of both. Yeah. I, I mean, there was, there was a guy last year, I've told this story to our Cyclone Fanatic audience, that Iowa State I thought was going to get. And it was a situation where you go to Iowa State and make a little bit of money or you could go somewhere else and make like a million dollars. And, yeah. you know, like the kid is like pretty smart. And you take the million and you, okay, I'll keep 50, which for a college kid is a 50K is a lot of money. And then I'm going to put the rest of it into, you know, the stock market and live off of dividends and right. Like they're, mm-hmm. that's a really smart thing to do for a lot of these kids. And a lot of them are thinking through that as well, where you could do both now, maybe, but if your dream is to play in an NCAA tournament, one of the tips I've gotten to, this is really interesting, that the NIL market would surprise you. You know who pays the most in general for the NIL guys? Your Blue Bloods, your Kansases, your North Carolinas. But it's the coaches that are trying to fight for their jobs. Because they look at it as like an investment in this one kid. If I could get this one really talented guy, it could save my yeah, job. Yeah, but what... So how is the coach going about that? They go and get raise money. They fundraise. They go to the collective? Possibly. What's I mean, to dude, stop a coach from taking some of his own money from his huge contract? Great question. I mean, that would have to be like funneled through another way. Other, But that's what's happening. That's Read this SEC stuff. One of the quotes Ross Dellinger from... Sports Illustrated got was, we're all money laundering. That was what an anonymous source said. Like, it's crazy, but it's true. Like, none of this stuff matters with the NCAA. Like, everybody can put their, you know, their little angel wings on and say, oh, yeah, we're trying to, we're doing it the right way. Nobody's doing it the right way anymore. Like, it's because Mm -hmm. nobody knows the rules. Like, everything's changing constantly. The NCAA has no hold on this whatsoever. I'm telling you, these coaches that are about to get fired, they'll go with their buddy in the community who owns a car dealership or something like that, and they work stuff out. Those are the guys that are really, really aggressive. So let me think here. But this has always happened, though. This has always happened, that those those guys spend the most. It's just now, you know, it's above board. I mean, of those coaches, I think it'd have to be Leonard Hamilton that would be the one that would feel most like he's got to do something. And at Florida State, none of the other coaches are in any kind of danger. I mean, you got two of the guys are, they could have lifelong contracts in Oates and Drew. Fran McCaffrey basically had a lifelong contract. With he basically Gary does. He signed through like what? What? Like, he's got like another, what, seven years? I don't even I know. Think he's he signed through contract. when his first grandchild will be able to come through Iowa and play for him. <laughs> he's going to be there forever unless they buy him out. All right, last NIL topic, I swear. And then we're going to get to realignment. Daddy's, uh, it just moved, by the way, when I brought that up. 
What is this story? And I, I couldn't really find much on this. That you, you said that Kay McNamara, McNamara and the Iowa pass catchers were flown <laughs> to California. This was last week. Details are sketchy. But it appears as if Cade McNamara was going out to California for some kind of passing camp. And he told the Iowa Swarm, hey, I want all of my pass catchers to come with me. And the Iowa Swarm, this hasn't been confirmed, but just based on everything I've heard, everything I've read, the Iowa Swarm paid for wide receivers and tight ends to go out with him on like a bonding trip. And they went out there. They hung out together. They (laughs) worked out together. And the swarm paid for it. (laughs) What? What are you going to say? Petrus tagged along too and was... (laughs) Petrus is up in the private jet in the front seat where Logan Roy would sit. He's drawing up plays. All right, guys. <laughs> they, so when when you're when you're doing the two and out, okay, <laughs> we're gonna really lead you. <laughs> There's no, no just, way Petrus was a part of this. No way. I just come on. No, I'm thinking leave his ass how, back. I'm thinking back to how dumb I was earlier in my career, where every year I would be told by a coach, you now you know this wide receiver, this guy's different. This guy's wired different. He's going to take our passing game to the new level. And I'd buy it, you know, because mm-hmm. you just didn't know any better when we were young that these coaches are. And I, I could just see the talking point now in like mid mid-July, we're doing conference media days, and I flip on KXNO or something, and I hear one of these talkers being like, man, well, you know, this Iowa wide receiving core, the continuity is off the charts with Cade Mack. You know, they all went out to Flor- to California and they spent a couple of days together, right? I can just see it now. That's why I started laughing. I, I, I think I, the most interesting thing about this, though, is not, not that they did it, but that the Swarm paid for it. That's really interesting. Yeah. And missing Fairway that's, Meat Box says, that's really, yes, really Brad from the Swarm did confirm that they, they paid for this trip. What? Hey, do you do you, Iowa? And they that that collective, as far as I've been told, has done a really good job of fundraising and whatnot. That to me makes it enter. Like, what if your Iowa is like secondary, who's been lights off? They're like, oh, can we get a trip? We want to go to the Bahamas. Yeah, what I'd like to know about this and the Swarm Collective—that's the shittiest group on Iowa's roster for the last like twenty-five years. Well, right, but but yeah, but. No, I get it. You they got, got these dudes. I get you it. You lift these guys up because if, if you can get those guys going, then then you got but something going. But if I'm Cooper DeGene, I'm, I'm sitting there like, hey, yeah, yeah. Can I go to? I want to go to Miami with the secondary. Can we? Can we go to the NBA Finals? Will you guys foot the bill? But also, if I'm Fran McCaffrey, I'm like, okay, can, can we get some of that for this uh, North Dakota State transfer? Yeah, like, take the private jet that you sent the. Freaking so wide so receivers like, in. How do they make these decisions on how to decide where? To put the money. I don't know. because it, You know that some of the donors are deciding themselves, right? They're giving the money to the swarm and they're earmarking it. They're saying, okay, this is only for football. This is only for women's basketball. This is only for men's basketball. I or do you know. You can use 75% of this for football and the rest for basketball. I don't know how right? Iowa works. Iowa State has a board. 
where that's how they decide how the money is. They, there's like a board of people, and they they figure it out that way. I don't know if Iowa has that or not. I don't know. I need to get Brad. I need to get him on a CW pod and, and learn more about what they're doing over there. I think it'd be interesting. And you'll have you'll have Bloom on a secure line right, listening. Ask in. this question. <laughs> ask this question. Did you know? Oh, I this love is this. our yes. shout out to Iowa Agriculture, courtesy of our friends at Channel C. Did you know? You, you know how much ethanol you can get in a smoothie, smoothie. and well, you probably you'll can. have all your fiber you need for an entire month. How much ethanol do you get from a bushel of corn is today's question. Today's Here, Here's my question first. What is a bushel of corn? How big is that? One bushel. I'm about to tell you. Oh, okay. One bushel of corn can produce about 2.8 gallons of ethanol. And in the process, it also yields 17 pounds of high-protein animal feed known as dried distillers, grains with, I don't know what this next word is, a little over my head, but corn and ethanol production are now so efficient, it takes less energy hassle to grow the crop and process it than the amount of energy in the ethanol itself. That's my That's good stuff. Channel seedsmanship at work you know what i miss what now thank you for finally asking what because <laughs> i wasn't going to go on until you said what when you would give specific shout outs to specific people yeah and well we'll like, get back to that we'll get so back shout to out to geraldine and michael splutovitz i'm actually this later this summer i'm going to go out and visit some seedsmen I'm going to go walk the really? fields with them. Yeah. It's going to be great. Wow. Looking forward to it. Maybe Man, you can last, fly back and join me. You, you got any boots? To, you, you used to go around interviewing Caitlin Clark. Now you're out spreading seed with seedsmen. <laughs> Man, the Pac-12 is just a disaster, aren't they? I mean, it's just Jeez. unbelievable, the, the disaster that this Pac-12 is. So they got they're getting they're being sued now. By the Holiday Bowl. So, Hassel, this would be like the equivalent of like... The I mean, Outback kind of, Bowl suing Iowa. Yeah, exactly. So, do you remember a few years back where UCLA canceled the game like five hours before kickoff? They just I like, had forgotten about that, but that was, the, that was the year after COVID. So, was that a COVID thing that they... Yes, that was the year after COVID where we were still getting like... A few of these games were getting canceled and stuff, but it was well, more... Kevin Warren tried to cancel every damn game. So the the Holiday Bowl is, is suing the Pac-12 and UCLA for over $3 million in damages, and good for freaking them. All these fans came. They all... These bowl games... You know, especially in San Diego now, with, the Holiday Bowl's a huge deal in San Diego. It these bowl games have lost their luster in many places. Not that one. That one's still a big deal in that community. Doesn't have an NFL team. It's a big deal. So the Pac-12 is getting sued, and we have all sorts of reports out. I mean, this Colorado deal. I think they're going to the Big Twelve. I just, boy, you're is, really going out on a limb there, Chris. This is just my opinion. You know what I think? No, I don't think they're going to do think it though. Colorado. Might end up in the Big 12. Shut up. 
I think what they're going to do is they're 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 really just waiting on this whatever offer the Pac-12 gets so that they can say, "Well, we did our due diligence." And I get it. I, again, I've never I've never been a school president. I can imagine it's probably a pain in the ass to change conferences. Am I wrong? I mean, it's a big deal. Yeah. It's not like you and me going, hey, let's do the show on Tuesday this week instead of Monday. <laughs> like, this is a big deal to change conferences. So I think that that's what they're doing. I think they're doing their due diligence. Now the Pac-12 is getting sued by its longtime bowl partner. You've got schools that are on hiring freezes because they can't pay their bills because of the debt. That the former commissioner Are you ran up. extremely burpy today? You, yeah, you, yeah. You, well, you know why? like you're holding in burps every three seconds. Because I'm drinking this orange dreamsicle energy oh, drink. Oh, God, the treat. You and your orange flavors. Uh, orange. Orange. I, lo- I love my orange. Hey, Mr. Williams, can you grab me an orange? Oh, you mean an orange? Speaking of Mr. Williams, my dad really wants to pod with your dad. And I just oh, am God. like... Do you think we could get your dad and you to come down to my parents' lake house? We could spend a weekend and we can have Van Winkle and Aiden have us mic'd up and we could do like a documentary. That sounds horrible. (laughs) Yeah, because that's what I want to do. I want to travel and just be mic'd up the whole time. Having to watch what you say and create content at the same time. No, you don't have to watch what you say. We can edit it. It's not live. You always have to watch what you say with a mic around you. That's always. true. That's a true professional. Before we move on, shout out to our friend Mark, who says a bushel of corn is 56 pounds. Yeah, this comment section's turned into just nothing but people talking about how much I should have never asked. Well, it's a good a deal. I'm, I, I'm always telling you that really great deal for uh, Channel C because we have a ton of farmers and agriculture people who are tuning into the podcast. We have a ton. I've been doing all these demographic deep dives. Yeah. We are huge in rural Iowa. Oh, yeah? I'm telling you, all my friends who are farmers, they don't listen to the radio anymore because they hate commercials. Well, the, oh, boy, I tell you. I, I'm with you on that. I I have gotten so used to consuming podcasts now that anytime I ever try to listen to a radio show live, it's really difficult because the commercials take up so much and it just takes you totally out of your flow. And yeah. a lot of times you go to commercial, then I'm I'm jumping off and I'm like throwing music on or doing something else. And then you forget to go back. Yeah, and then I don't go back. Yeah, I'm telling you these all my buddies who are farmers because back in the day that's all they had. They had these radios and their tractors and combines and stuff. Well, now they're all doing Bluetooth through their phones. Like it's mm-hmm. so that's what they're doing. So thank you to all of you you folks who are uh, tuning in from your uh, trucks or your combines or your tractors or whatever. My dad wants uh, to know NBA how much finals gonna... start hey, tonight. Hey, hey, what? my dad wants to know how much you're going to pay him for the two dad show. You get a lot of liquor, Don, and you get free lodging at the Williams Lake House. My dad was out partying with Eric Murphy last night. In wow. Edinburgh. You believe that? That's fantastic. I haven't seen Eric E. Murph in 10 years, man. I love that guy. Eric Murphy, former WOI, great. 
circa odds for the NBA Finals. Talk me out of putting $10 on the Miami Heat at plus mm. 330 on the series. I mean, come on. The Nuggets minus 405 to win the series? Like, I, I get it. Like, I understand. It's, the, yeah, it's too expensive to go Nuggets. It is. Talk me out of putting $10 at plus 330 on the Heat. Your Miami like, Heat. It's not like the Nuggets are the Warriors. No. Dynasty. This is a Jimmy team that's Butler? never... Never been there, and Miami has been there. I mean, they they were there. What was it? The bubble season? They made the NBA Finals. They've been in these pressure situations a lot more than the the Nuggets have. Hell yeah, they have. But the Nuggets are a lot better. They just are. If you if you go if you go player by player, position by position, I mean, you're taking Jokic over Butler, right? You have to. Yeah, no doubt. Butler's no been doubt. great, but you're taking Jokic is the best, the best player, player in the NBA right now. You're taking Murray over who's the second best Heat player? Caleb Martin right now. You're taking Murray over him. You're probably taking Michael Porter Jr. over the number three player for the Heat. I mean, and and they I don't want lose at home. Give me Spolstra. That's yes. I, Malone's a good coach, but Spolstra is a great coach, and he's proven it. They're going to have to beat Denver in Denver, which nobody has done this postseason. Denver's trying to do what no team has done since the 96 Bulls, and that's win every postseason game at home while winning a title. So they're going to have to go in there and win, and they're going to have to hold serve at home. I don't know, man. I Look, if you, you want to do it for the value, great. I I would say I would rather do that than put down forty bucks to win ten for the Nuggets. Well, and that's I ridiculous. Just, I generally root for the Eastern Conference. Growing up a Bulls fan, so I'm betting on the Heat via Circa. Join us tonight. Uh, we'll all be at Wellman's in West Des Moines watching the game with our friends from Circa Sports Iowa. They're in town. I think they're going to the Principal Charity Classic. Which so you guys tomorrow. are gonna you're gonna be out there just watching the game one of the NBA Finals together? Yeah. Yep. Are you? Do you have any responsibilities? Shaking hands, kissing babies. Man, that sounds fun. Team building event. Do you want us to put you on FaceTime? I can bring my iPad. No, that sounds terrible. All right, then don't worry about that. It. We're gonna. All right, have, really, uh, the... Bohannon's gonna be there, right? With Bloom, I believe that'll so. be fun. Yeah. That'll what? be fun. Bohannon and Bloom together in the same room. The B and B boys. Wait, wait. So who all is going to be out there? Well, me, Matt, Aiden, Bohannon, Stansbury, and both Blooms, Crystal and Brent Bloom. Well, of course, because Crystal's got to drive him. She's got to be the DD. No, actually, and then Crystal Aiden's has to go order him all his drinks. Aiden's going to be our DD. That's what. Oh, yeah, hey, you're going to intern with us. You're going to be the designated driver. Is hey, Aiden? You know, are you I, even 21 yet? I am. Yeah. But I made a living off DDing for everyone, so he's the professional DD, and he always feels Bloom's just gonna get just fucking sloshed. (laughs) Bloom's gonna be pissing himself in the corner at Wellman's, get ejected. He can ride on top of the car on the way home or something. (laughs) I used to go to Wellman's on on the weekends there because I lived out there, and (laughs) man, it was so loud in there. 
they would play music videos on the big screens. And there was like, there was always this old guy, this like 70 year old guy who would just light up the dance floor, just light it up. <laughs> like that guy at the Bettendorf roller rink. Yes. <laughs> uh, the two biggest stories of the day that we have to cover. Al Pacino. Oh, my God. 80, 83 years old. What the hell is going on with these He's knocked guys? up his 29-year-old girlfriend. We just talked about, a few weeks ago, Robert De Niro having another kid at, what is he? He's 79. like a couple years younger. Yeah. Al Pacino. And Al Pacino's says, like, watch yeah. this. You, you think you do that? Look at me. I'm 82. God. And what is, it, what is this woman, what is she doing? 29? That's 10 years younger than us. That's like my youngest sister's age. Al Pacino would have to make it to 100 to see this child. Get his driver's license. Well, yeah, you're right. Just about. <laughs> he would have to make it beyond 100 to see it graduate high school. This is just, I mean, I I, I don't want to judge. Maybe there's other reasons. I, spreading I don't, his other, seed, man. But come on. He's just spreading that seed. I actually am reading a really good book right now. It's about your parent company, Hassel. Um, they what, now, what, what would that be? Paramount? Yeah, it's... What's the book called? Uh, Unscripted. It's about the Redstone family. Sumner Redstone, who was like invented all this. Uh, but he was like in his like mid-90s and stuff. And there there was... It, it's basically like real-life succession but he was essentially like paying these women to live with like these younger women like this. And they were like taking care of him and doing like sexual favors and stuff like this until he like died. Like, it's crazy how many of these women will do this for money. And I just wonder if but I have no idea. Do, you well, don't think that the, you don't think that men of that age would would do it for money for like a 95 year old woman? I think that some men would, but you just don't hear about it as much. I don't know if it's your grandma. Could you rub my goiter? Man, what is, again, why? No. We talked about this with Robert De Niro. Why women go through menopause. Why don't men go through menopause where they can't yeah. have kids anymore? The seed why, needs to not why be fertilized. Why can an eighty something year old man still be fertile and still be shooting free and clear? Like Cromarty. You should not be able to have kids once you cross like 50 you should be shooting blanks Cole you know what I'm going to do if I become governor of this great state of Florida I'm going to pass legislation that will force all men <laughs> to get vasectomies at age 50 let's invent a pill that you take to make yourself sterile you have to take it when you <laughs> oh, turn God. 55 yes there you go come we, on we it's like it's like getting your driver's license renewed. All right, you're 55. Get over here. Swallow the pill. Cuz what what good can become of this? All right, a new life, great. All right, whatever. But 
you're not going to know your I have questions dad. for this 29-year-old. Like oh, A lot of them. What is it like having sex with an 83-year-old man? Like, I mean, to me, like that's what I want to know. Like, what are you doing? You just... What's what's Pacino like? I mean, how much energy can this man have? I, I mean, I don't doubt that he could still get you think it going. He's still bringing it. Well, it's Pacino, man. Come on. Yeah, that's true. Hoo-ah! That speech and that speech in any given Sunday, like I, I give that to the Turtles every game. Basically, one of the great moments in cinema history. Mm-hmm. All right, another really important story here that I blame you. I blame Chris Hassel for what the hell's going on at NASA. So now what? Big meeting yesterday. There's a big panel. NASA's trying to be very open about aliens and UFOs. And the um, director of the what's called the All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, the AARO within NASA. He reports that there are 50 to 100-ish new reports every month. Of what? UFOs? Yeah, of, of like stuff. Yeah, UFOs. Sure. I but mean, it, I he look also, up, oh my God, there's some, I don't know what that is. I'm going to These report. are like credible ones though, okay? These are from like pilots and like not oh, idiots look, like it, you. It might be a drone. It might not be. I don't know, really know what Shut it is. Shut up because I'm you're the problem here. He also says that two to 5% of those are total mysteries, which is a huge number. So that's like five every month where we're like, yeah, I have no idea what that is. Holy shit. I have no clue. But here's the problem that people like you are creating. So a bunch of these commercial pilots we've learned, they're seeing stuff, Hassel. They're seeing mm-hmm. it every day. And he says, okay. quote... That, now, that that's scary. He goes, one of our goals is to remove stigma because there is a need for high-quality data to address important questions. And he says, many of the scientists who work in this area have faced harassment online from people like you. Here's a quote. Harassment only leads to further stigmatization of the UAP field, significantly hindering the scientific process and and discourages others to study this important subject matter. So when you're out here bebopping and scatting around these guys and making fun of them online, they're keeping their mouth shut to what could potentially save all of our lives down the road. Yeah, well, you're making a good point. I I should probably stop because at some point I'm going to get canceled for making fun of these people. At some point, they're going to be attached to all the other people that have been made fun of over the years. They are going to be part of that. And I'm going to be retroactively canceled for making fun of them. So I'm going to stop. I'm just going to stop making fun of them. I can see where this is headed. These are special people. And they are they're feeling bullied, like you. And I'm just going to let you go. Now, I'm not going to engage I'm not going to have any kind of intelligent conversation with you about this because you're nuts. What? Sorry, I shouldn't say that. Fascinating. Just have at it. Fascinating panel yesterday. I fell asleep watching it last How night. How do you have time for all this stuff? You've got two kids. One of them's pissing all over you in the middle of the night. You're bottle feeding kittens. 
You're watching all. You're watching the Braves. You're watching alien stuff. I do a lot of reading. I, I don't watch a lot, really. It's you know why I have time to like, read on the stuff is when is because Matt, you know this. Back me up here. When you have a kid, you're doing a lot of rocking, like back rubbing, oh, that yes. type of stuff. Yep. That's where I just catch up on everything. Just turn that phone down to real dim. Yeah. Rock that. Yep. 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 That's the that's the time. Anyways, uh, it just it pissed me off. I'm reading all this stuff last night, and I was thinking about you making fun of people, harassing people. It it legitimately pissed me off. What's the name of that that group that is feeling harassed? Um, that is the A A R O, the All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office. All right, say that again. <laughs> the A-A-R-O. A-A-R-O. All okay. Domain Anomaly Resolution Office. All right. So here's, here's how I see it going. In about two years, L-G-B-T-Q-I-A-A-R-O plus. That's what it's going to be. They're all going to be intertwined. They're all going to be attached. And I'm going to be canceled for making fun of these alien people. Maybe it'll be like a men in black situation where all of a sudden you just don't even exist. You've been erased from all of our minds. Yeah, you're going too you're going too deep here on in one the guy named Chris. <laughs> one guy. <laughs> or last last but certainly not least, this the, your shampoo analysis has oh got my as God, much I've play. Been- Holy shit! I was talking with a potential advertiser yesterday. He's and he told me to tell you that he washes his hair every day, and his hair what? looks great. He also conditions. Okay, well that that's that you have to do that. I think this might be your you in this picture too, Hassel. That's me. Yeah. Not no, it's not me because I don't shampoo my hair anymore. Ar- archive. <laughs> I, I have been asked by so many people. Tell me more. Yeah, they want a big what shampoo. What else did the dermatologist tell you? One guy said, if big shampoo is lying, is big toothpaste lying too? Do we really need to brush our teeth? Yes, unfortunately you do. But you don't need to wash your hair every day. And there's a misconception. I said, you know, you don't need to wash your hair anymore. You still rinse it. It's not like you go into the shower and you put a cap on your head. You don't let any water hit it. You still rinse your hair out every day. You just day. want the healthy oils. Keep the healthy oils. Yeah, you just don't shampoo it. So now How I'm do going. You keep the buildup from building up on your scalp. That's what I was worried what about. What buildup? You know, like if you if you gel your hair, it can like go down to your scalp. And like if you take your nails to it, and there's like the little like. Well, you, little, like I said, you rinse it out. You still rinse your head. It doesn't always you still, get the buildup out, though. You still scrub. You rinse it. You scrub. You don't. You just don't use the shampoo that's going to dry it out. What about Pert Plus? What about it? Head and shoulders. You know. What about it? They are created to eliminate dandruff. If you're like me, and I, I, I would have dandruff. I, I have dandruff problems. I have been known to to see a, a flake or two, <laughs> which not, not to be confused with snowflakes like you, but I've seen a flake or two on my shoulder. So I still have to have this really prescription strength shampoo. But 
I'm only using it every four days and I'm conditioning after. And I'm going to keep pushing that out. Dermatologist said, hey, push, keep pushing it, keep pushing it. Keep. Eventually, I'm going to get to like two weeks without shampooing my hair. What about dry shampoo? Have you heard anything about that? That's, now, what, that's I, what women like to use, right? The dry shampoo. So I've never grab. used dry shampoo. I don't never know what the difference that. is. But I think bottom line is the shampoos will dry out your scalp. Okay. If you're using a shampoo, you have to condition. You can't just shampoo. All these years, I'm shampooing, I'm shampooing, I'm not conditioning because I'm saying, you know what, my hair looks fine anyway. Because I always thought that the conditioner was to like make your hair shiny or something. No, it's for your scalp. And it doesn't matter what the conditioner is. Just go to your Walgreens. They might even have it. Do they have shampoo at Fairway? Conditioners at Fairway? Go get a conditioner. Even you, with a penis head that's totally smooth, you should be using a conditioner. I'll be damned. Just buy the two. And I'm not going to sit here and let people question my dermatologist. Bring him on the show. Nope, not until uh, Williams gets Fran McCaffrey on. <laughs> Can't have a guest. Just buy the two-in-one. The shampoo condition. I honestly think Fran would come on and talk to me. I just don't know if he would come if you were here. Well, that's the that's the key. It has to, I have to be involved in it. It can't just be you. Uh, it's fine. The comment section's just killing me today. It's just epic. We got to get out of here. I, I apologize for my comment about. I wonder Pacino. what it's like to have sex. Have you ever thought about having sex with an eighty-three-year-old man? Have you ever thought of that? That was your comment. <laughs> I'm of the just day. saying, like, it's like, what's he doing? You think Fran uses shampoo? Well, know. Williams can ask him when he comes on the program. <laughs> we gotta get out of here. <laughs> what is it like? What do you do if you're? Because this is a fit, attractive woman. The tw- that you're talking about, the 29 year old. Yeah, what's she doing? Like, do you just lay there? Like, is Pacino doing the work? Like, I feel like he could die. Yeah, maybe he's the one just laying there. Yeah, I don't know. Working him like I don't know pole. how it works. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Maddie had just pulled up. Real quick, uh, check out our store. We have awesome merch. Uh, our friends at Raygun. We need to get a couple more shirts out. But I've I've been wearing these a lot now that it's summer and always get good good feedback on them. Lord, uh, you can go to my Iowa favorite one is the, the, the one on the far on right that has the, the state of Iowa on it and our two heads. Yeah, we should send a gift package over to Fran McCaffrey at the Iowa basketball office with two guys named Chris Merch. What do you think about that? I'm trying to think what he would do with those shirts, probably wipe his ass. All right, let's get out of here, <laughs> or worse. <laughs> I could just use them as a piss rag when my daughter takes a leak on me later on tonight. I just I can't believe you were just laying there in bed with your daughter and you just feel a piss stream all over you. Yep. Happens about once a month. Damn. See, that's why I don't He's have Chris kids. Chris Hassel. My name is Chris Williams. Thanks to Maddie Van Winks and Aiden Wyatt for production. We'll be back on Monday morning. 
Have a great weekend. Bye. Iowa everywhere.